Reminiscenza. I wandered off in a prairie blizzard 85 years ago. The cold rendered me spellbound, then to now. I have outlived the decree and find myself afraid to die. I cannot will cloudbursts the way I once did. I must recollect with yet greater fury. It was a fever then. It remains a fever now. I will not die as long as I live this story. I run to then to buy myself moments now. Twenty-three days. Blood libel. A policeman knocks on a young woman's door. Murderer's flags a swirl. Twenty-three days. This storm. Reminiscenza. This is the opening of Perfidia, a sprawling new noir opera by James Elroy, the first book in his second L.A. quartet, set in the many contiguous underworlds of Los Angeles, 1941, in the incendiary days following the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It's crime fiction on an epic scale, veering from the romantic to the psychotic and back again, at the speed of death. Put on your riot gear and light up a lucky. Join us for the Perfidia edition of Book Circle Online. From the library of Maria Menounos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hello and welcome back to Book Circle Online. This is Jason Squamata. I am here with my ravishing co-hosts. Pat Janowski. And Mark Savage. And uh, we are here today to uh, to discuss uh, the latest book by the great uh, James Elroy, the self-proclaimed demon dog of American crime fiction. Uh, his new book is called Perfidia. And uh, what thoughts, what thoughts have we? Right off the top, about perfidia. Wow, I I'm just blown away. Um, it's it's I feel like I'm wading um, in inches of blood. Mm. I just want to wash all my clothes, mm. um, but you can't wash this stuff out. It's just it's just he really gets in there. Yeah, he really gets in there. It's 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 uh it's full of uh, double crossing. It's full of um, faith as well. It's full of um, hope that's destroyed. It's, right. It's well, romanticism. Yeah. Like, mysticism. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, whether it's Catholic mysticism, whether it's kind of the Hollywood. Right. Um, the kind of pagan mysticism of Absolute, Hollywood. I absolutely. Feel like it keeps yeah. going there. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, and it is filled with blood, double crossing, horrible things, but it's yeah. leavened by all this. Well, not, I shouldn't even say leavened because there's nothing late about this book. Um, except, the romanticism and and not in just the like relationship man woman man right. man woman woman sense, right. but uh, it's there's a, such a sweetness yeah. to the to the end of this book in particular. Right. You right. know, the, it's it's almost uh, you know <laughs> Shakespearean for how everybody gets coupled off. Yeah. But kind of. Right. Poor Hideo. Well, but in, well, I mean, and we should say that I think if you go into a James Elroy book expecting. Um, the bad people to be punished and the good people to come through you, you that's not what but ever happens who's a good person a and good a bad person, person? Well, that, doesn't nobody's that, doesn't that right, raise right, the question right. these people are person? all very human there's nothing black and white good bad about and human them. as a as a positive and a negative there yeah oh you can't separate there, those things that that that's what human means right yeah. well and so i mean this quartet of characters through whom you know this vast story is told we have um, 
We have uh, Captain Whiskey Bill Parker, mm-hmm. who is a real person. Yep. yep. And uh, would eventually become the chief of the LAPD. Right. And the great firebrand and reformer. And we're seeing him at a kind of transitional state in his yeah. life. Yeah. And uh, trying, to, trying to get off the sauce. Trying to get off the sauce. Sometimes trying harder than mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Um, but uh, he has this great reformer zeal and right. thinks of himself as a very moral man. Right. Combined with uh-huh. an opportunist streak. Yes, he's a politician. Everybody, the other, right from the beginning, anyway, the other cops seem to have his number. Yeah. They seem to see that while, while he is very moral, which can be a problem for them right. in their line of work, right. um, he is also... In this particular... Out- LA. In yes. this particular LA, yeah. Particularly. Um, he right. he is also In particular. <laughs> he is also uh very much out for himself. He he's, he's even got this plan whereby he he sees his future as the right. chief, as the guy who comes in and cleans this mess yeah. up. So he's quite happy for the mess to be getting messier. Right. And he's actually an under Captain Jack Davis uh-huh. who is like, you know, no- notoriously corrupt and you know, we learn that he's more—he's corrupt beyond our wildest imaginings. But you know, like, yeah, he kind Whiskey of, Bill was there with him, yes, yeah. as his right-hand man, mm-hmm. and and breaking the legs and doing all the terrible the things, things that he seems to not feel happy about doing, right. but he he's done nonetheless. Yeah, but using that logic, like mm-hmm. you said, where he's setting the stage, like he will collude with this corruption so that there'll be more to clean up. And to, he's setting himself up yeah. for for a future right. you and, know, and, political and, advantage. And everyone seems to know that about him. Everyone introduces him as the guy Yeah, and tries to do everything they can to stop it. Yeah. And it's like, no, that is going to be the guy. Uh-huh. You know, it's right, going right. to be the guy. It's going to be the, you, you can't believe that the real life thing happened right. from this book but you can that's the thing it's it's a it's beautifully set up that way right 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 um so it, there are, there is a quartet of characters well yeah and and in terms of uh like the good and evil of them you know just so he's someone who thinks of himself as a very moral character mm-hmm. but is a politician even more so than being a detective mm-hmm. and i think that keeps coming up yeah that, and and whereas dudley smith, dudley smith is detective all the way yes i mean he is obsessed and yeah. and like a like a bulldog he will not let go of stuff like a wolf like a wolf yeah. well and his and his corruption i yeah. mean he's the like he's the embodiment of this and and he well he is in a way because the levels of his corruption go so deep the the angles that he's playing are so complex that right. it right. is it's hard at first to like you know immediately dudley smith um is no good yeah he's a bad guy right. but he's you a bad like cop, him. but you like him um the 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 inevitable thing that happens when you read a book which, which goes into someone's head in the way this does in four people's heads is right. that you like them. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's one of well, those things that happens in a novel. Well, he You're does many, many good things. Well, it, and, I, and I think part of the contrast, um, you know, the many ways that he's kind of antithetical to Whiskey Bill is that – like Bill is is Parker is constantly failing himself, mm-hmm. and because he has this idea of moral rectitude in his head, he's full he's of con- self loathing. He's yeah. the most pathetic character. Yeah, at he certain is. Points. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, and sometimes in a sympathetic way, but sometimes we're you oh, know, kind of it's, with it's everyone ugly. else. And just he's yeah. the one who's always seen sitting in his car with the DTs or the uh-huh. shakes. Yeah, and, and it, you, this happens to him five or six times right. in the book, where right. you see this happen. It's just like, oh, poor guy, the poor guy, yeah. the poor little wretch. But Dudley, Dudley seems to be one step ahead. Well, 
Well, Dudley, yeah. you know, is coming from a place, you know, like as a teenager, he was he was in Ireland and murdering British soldiers. He, he was and brought up this way, and and he's at home in this in this uh, atmosphere, and he's yeah, he's like king of the hill. He, right. he although he's always on the edge of being caught or something yeah. really d- terrible it, happening to him. Or, right. I, well, it, I, I see him as this guy that ha- he understands um, human nature. Initially, it seems like more than any of the other characters. Right. In that. Um, he he has been to those terrible places, uh-huh. and he has done those terrible things. Yeah. And, and there's one point he says that he knows he can't go back to Ireland. Right. He can't go home. Right. And it's like even though he wells up when he sees a woman in a green dress, uh-huh. he wells up. He's so romantic. He right. loves Ireland Patriotic. and he loves America, but he knows right. he can't go back. It's like he knows there's a line that's been drawn that he has crossed. Right. And and I see that as 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 um. As a as a moral thing as well, he understands yeah, where yeah. he is. Right, He's got right. to live by the sword. Well, it's like he. It, it seems like he. You know, he has. There is some kind of code there where he knows how to behave ethically with people, and he can recognize the potential in people. Mm-hmm. And when Dudley Smith likes you, the every whole, everybody is affected is, by. I that. I mean, that's Hideo's lifesaver. Speaking yeah. of our four characters, that's right. the third one, Hideo Ashida. Yeah, and who is who's relatively innocent, you know, but it's uh, it's kind of the story. He's the of one you worry about, I think, yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, because he's he's really really smart. Well, this is what we had James Ellroy come speak at uh, in our fair city d- mere days ago. And um, I had the in good fortune Portland? of in, in yes, Portland. Yes, here in Portland, Oregon. James Elroy was here in Portland. Yes, and yes. I had the the great pleasure and 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 uh, what's that word when you're? Um, Were you humbled, Pat? I was humbled in front of the great man. I'd met him before. I like him. He's Hilaire and super smart. And right. And just, to call him the great man, I mean, that, it just it seems like that's appropriate. It's appropriate, yeah. but you wouldn't want to call him that to his face right. because he would believe you. He's right. He's, uh, uh, he's really funny. Anyway, he, he was talking about, um, why was I bringing this up? Um, Hideo about, you were talking yeah. about how clever Hideo was. Oh, how yes. clever he was. That was one thing he said about this, this, that all these characters, these four characters in this book mm. were each in their own way, brilliantly smart, super smart. And that all of them were searching for meaning in things. Yeah. So these aren't the, uh, Dudley Smith is not a, a thug. Right. Um, uh, Whiskey Bill no. is right. not a mindless uptight reformer. Right. Hideo Ashida is not a techno geek. Right. Um, Kay Lake, who's our fourth. It, yeah. They're they're she's not she's just not a, a silly girl. She's not a, the, just yeah. a dilettante right. who wants fame. Right. They all are deeply deep deeply care about. Some sort of meaning, yeah, and and so that's what that's what saves Hideo too. He he is this lab geek. He's this super. Right. He's he's um he's he's Dexter or whoever, which um, not without the Dexter without the serial, yeah, the serial killing is left to the yeah. other characters. Yeah, exactly. So he's this this technical wunderkind. If we can mix um, German into this mix, because oh, boy, do the Germans hey, come in uh, and it's mix. still Axis. Uh, <laughs> Axis, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's. Uh, in the at the from the very beginning, we're in his head, and so we see that he's got this device, which plays some small part in the whole deal. But he's, gosh, he's thoughtful, mm-hmm. and he's he's really uh, you understand him, right? Well, he's he's obsessed. I mean, I, I think yeah. like all these characters. I mean, 
you know, they're searching for meaning, but not like in a, in a, you know, sort of philosophical way. Sometimes like the meaning that they seek philosophically is in conflict with what actually drives them. They're all oh, God, obsessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost every time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and with Hideo, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's obsessed with Bucky Bleachert, who is the main character in the Black Dahlia. Yep. Yeah. And, um, who we get little glimpses of in this story. And, uh, and that's, I mean, so does Hideo. Oh yeah. (laughs) Hot naked glimpses. Um, (laughs) it's so cute that they went to high school together. No, it is. Yeah. And, uh, but there's something about, about Hideo that, um, that makes his, his, his leering and his voyeurism, like not creepy. He really does seem to be the most innocent character. It's a love story for him. It's brilliant. Especially sexually. Right. But also, um, his obsession, initially at least, seems to be s- trying to solve the case and right. also trying to save his family. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because in that, you know, I mean, a lot of his innocence comes from the fact that he's like the 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 kind of you know mass massive you know uh, a, affliction or this great struggle that's being put upon the Japanese people because of uh, in the wake of Pearl Harbor. He's our symbol of that. He's, he's our, yeah, our symbol and the, and the only victim of it in the story, whereas everyone else is either, you know, um, they're they're opportunistically trying to figure out how to exploit this situation. Mm-hmm. So almost all of our all of our major characters know that this is wrong. The idea of putting you know rounding up Japanese Americans, but right, boy, can they profit from it if yes. they do it right? Yeah, and even that's, Dudley. I mean, it's that's where. Um, ideology is secondary right. to opportunism. Yeah. Right. Even when you get right down to it, right. um, the, 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 um, the, the, the communist fear, the, uh, right. um, it, it's, uh, even then everybody, there's re- it's very rare that you see anybody who actually has, um, a, a genuine passion politically. And, and if you do, it's someone you see. Um, for a few seconds, it's, However, Paul, it's Paul Robeson. You that, know, right? that, sure, sure. It's Paul Robeson, but but it, we don't we, spend enough time with him to no. know what his actual deal no, is. No, but yeah. we do. I mean, that that completely uh, segues into Kay Lake, right? Yes, because she is given this assignment right. by um, Whiskey Bill yes. to infiltrate this cell and the uh, cell of Reds that we yeah. later see in the Big Nowhere. Yeah, yes. and sabotage this uh, this thing, this movie they're making, right. and she becomes the biggest believer in this movie, even so more so than Claire De Haven. Right, and. Um, so is is she she she's the our fourth character yes. main character yes. and uh, what do you think is she do do her does her opportunism cloud her ideology to the extent that the rest of these do well I I feel like uh, I mean she's a slightly different case because she's I mean she's not a dilettante she's not this flighty woman that that a lot of people assess her that way. But she wants to live in a movie. Like it like yeah. people keep describing her. I, I think Claire DeHaven, you know, who's sort of the, the yeah. victim of her of her surveillance and, and her seduction to some extent, but uh describes her as being a creature of uh supreme artistry and but no character or conviction. Oh and but that to, but that to, kills her. That hurts right. Yeah. Kay likes so much, but, but so she's she knows, aware of that. I right. don't think that she's really told anything by anyone else that she doesn't know about herself. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. full of self-doubt. She's someone who I think she's desperate for um, the cause, whatever the cause might right. be. And right. so she's searching for the thing that is her thing. Yeah. The other characters who were all older than her uh-huh. in various ways right. um, have either given up on that kind of thinking yeah. or have are behaving in... 
more selfish ways. I right. don't know that although or that like Hideo's cause is clear to him because yeah. of the situation. Right. Being a Japanese man, he, sure. he knows what his this, cause is. He wants to solve this right. murder. And, and he wants to survive. Right. And yeah. And that becomes clouded as well because yeah. right. Like I like I can't survive this alone. So whose patronage? Do Who I am I gonna throw in with? Any yeah. flip flops right. over and over again? Yeah. And you were saying earlier, Mark, that um, he his descent into dissolution or or, or horrible acts, killing the killing yeah. the Japanese down in, in Mexico, is kind of one of the most heartbreaking because he, because he is one of our kind of purest characters right. at the beginning, and because right. we we know um, Dudley Smith and Whiskey Bill are already embedded in all of right. this terrible stuff right. um and and k lake we've we've seen before um we and 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 also at the beginning she gives a nice reminder of the things that we know from the black dahlia uh-huh. um we've she, seen her before meaning we're going to see her in the future right yes as that's this, right. As perfidia right. is the is the first novel in james elroy's second la quartet which precedes his first la quartet and, temporally and, and whose ultimate objective is to tie together his initial la quartet it, it's, and it's, his underworld usa trilogy oh to gosh. form a massive shrieking psychotic tapestry of the secret underbelly it's of american the 20th history century. which yes. is so cool it's 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 ambitious. It's fantastic. He has this list of well, we'll tell, talk about this in a minute. But dramatis personae in the end, where he he links everybody up, and this right. person is real life, and this person you know appears in the Black oh, Dahlia. And that and list is just going to get longer as it yeah. goes. And that he it. must have this complicated list, you know, uh, series of cards. Oh, on his, his well. graphs like Dudley Smith does, where mm-hmm. you know that. Where oh, it, I bet that's what he does. Yeah, right. Yeah, that bit felt like. Uh-huh. He was talking about at, at this Something point, real. At, it, uh, yeah, and this is a point maybe two thirds of the way into the novel where Dudley Smith is, has got this graph in his cubicle that is filled with tiny writing. It's filled with um, it's abbreviations and yeah, code for himself. It, it's it's Elroy pacing out his novel. It yeah. really is at this point. It's where am I? Well, and I've heard him say like uh, the his uh, previous book, Bloods Rover. Uh, I think its ultimate, uh, the finished work, its page count uh, was seven hundred pages, and the outline was five hundred pages. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's him. He you know. he plans it. Well, yeah. that's one thing that's interesting about the writing style in this book is how terse and concise the, right. the sentences. I mean, there's barely a comma in this book. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just dun 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 right, dun right, dun. Right. And a lot of that is um, bullet points. Is bullet points. It it almost um, you can see how his outline and his novels are going to be similar right. lengths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I'm sure you've heard this this bit of uh, you know of his history. Uh, but like L.A. Confidential um, was uh, his editor told him it was 200 pages too long, mm-hmm. the original draft. And uh, but it's so convoluted and so densely interwoven. He couldn't take any actual scenes out, so he went through the book and took out every word that was unnecessary. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that's and a great a, story! Ar- arrived at his mature style, and and you can and you can see it, you know, and you can see that progress. And then, like the next book, White Jazz, which is from the point of view of Dave Klein, an insane, out of control, corrupt cop, um, in the Elroy mold. It's uh, it's re- it's refined to the point of psychosis where. He's entering a room and he's only seeing the relevant details. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's like it, it's like that American Psycho effect mm-hmm. of Brady Stanellis's book, but without the irony, without the attempt to be cheeky, where you mm-hmm. have pages of brand names. His brain is a police blotter, and he's just 
you know, and you get this uh, list. Like, like the like the graph, like yes. like Dudley's graph. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, and it, but I I, th- I think you know, having kind of taken that maybe to its furthest point. I'm not sure if you read the Cold Six Thousand, which was the second book of his Underworld USA. I think even I he admits it was taken to a kind of alienating extreme that particular style in that book. But I think he's come full circle to uh, to make something beautifully organic where when he does get super staccato with with most of the prose in this it's 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 like poetry i mean it is it, it's it really down. is it's it's and and uh it it's filled with um it, it, there's a brilliant uh style that he gets to where he it, it's full of repetition uh-huh. but each character has different parts of what's going on and they fight at a certain point they probably all find out almost everything right and and repeat certain things yeah and and because of the convoluted plot you need that but it never feels yeah. like a recap yeah it never the guy feels buried like in a lime pit right. it's like who's this guy exactly yeah and then the three other people tell it from their point you get of view it. Yeah. he's disappeared well, we think he might be in a lime pit well and even the same character because all of these characters are obsessed yeah. trace it again they're, go yes, back go back going walk back the room again rooms. yes and it's yeah it's it's a tremendous style that that i I wouldn't uh, necess- I wouldn't take to if it wasn't so good. Right. Because it's it's this great wash of information. You're yeah. you're drowning in all of this detail. And I asked him during the during the the question and answer period. Did I was telling you this earlier? Is he uh, with all the names he introduces characters willy nilly left right? There's there's hundreds and thousands of them, and they're all. There for a reason. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that he's mentioned, it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, you, this is the guy, but you don't quite know it, and you don't know which ones it's going to be. And I said, you know, when you bring all that up, there's there's a list of dramatis personae at the end. Mm-hmm. And I said, for me, that came way too late. I was completely lost. <laughs> I was in this, this character soup that it did eventually congeal mm-hmm. into into something that I could kind of swim through more easily or walk on even, and and everything started started to come kind of out of its own accord. And uh, well, kind of in uh, being swept away by the language, and, yeah. and kind of letting go of the need, just to letting it identify. go. Yeah, I yeah, don't right. need to know, uh-huh. and because you're going to hear it eight thousand more times. Sure, this one guy. Okay, so that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're being led to a great emotional. And it's scene. As, yeah. it's a it's he totally grabs you with that. Right. He makes that happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're not in control of your your, your experience with this book. Right, he is. right, right. No, totally. And, and, and but similarly, as you're. You, you, I mean, I found myself doing something similar where I'm I'm letting go of clinging to every detail. Yeah, because I, you can't it's cling to every detail. This is a 700 page book. These are, are. this is book is filled with people who can't cling to every detail. Yeah. That, and yeah. and you let the details go, and and but at the same time, I felt like um my my moral expectations of I was of the characters, I was letting that go as well. Yeah. To the point where where it gets to Hideo. Um, beating up some Japanese men that they found on a submarine. Right. It feels inevitable at that point. Yeah. I, I, I might have, if, if I'd known that was coming at the beginning, I would have been heartbroken. Right. But, but it <clears throat> seems inevitable. Yeah. Well, this is the only <clears throat> way this thing can happen. Well, what I, if I, if I, if memory serves the, he opens with an epigram. Yeah. I, um, I walked out in 84 uh, years ago. Oh yeah. Well, that's oh, his, sorry, his opening passage, but he opens with this epigram from the Bible. 
Uh, Proverbs 3.31, envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. No one in this book follows that advice. Right. Uh Everyone is very aware of oppression. Everyone fetishizes the oppressor. Even Kate Kate Lake, she oppresses Hideo by by forcing him to act her lover in this film they're making. Yeah, no, true, true. And she's, you know, you don't see her as an oppressor. You see her as sort of a victim. Well, and, and, and I think Hideo in that moment is kind of, he gets to, you know, he gets to uh, kind of, you know, he's been the victim or he's been the kind of, you know, token person who's allowed to exist in this cop world. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, when he crosses that line, that moral line, it's just he's he's deciding to throw in. In Mexico. Know, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. And, he, mm-hmm. and he has to. But what's interesting to me is how um, a simpler book would you would be able to see the characters making decisions that were, oh, I'm doing this for money. Right. I'm doing this for power. Right. I'm doing this for sex. Right. I'm doing this for survival. Yeah. Um, everything gets so blurred in this book. And, yeah. and that's that's the Elroy world where... And the humanity of it. Oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. Whereby um, at his worst, um, Dudley Smith becomes his most sympathetic. Yeah. It's really interesting yeah. how yeah. he manages to Oh my to, gosh, when he shoots that. The, the guy in the phone booth, you don't... I, I wasn't horrified, frankly. I wasn't. Not right. like Betty Davis is later. Not like well, Kay Lake was. Okay. And that was a real transgression. Uh, but that... that I, he, it was a romantic gesture for him. It was him. a romantic gesture for him. I laughed for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I laughed aloud. <laughs> Can't, you can believe he did. He, oh, my God. Well, because he... Uh, to see him, first of all, to see him... Because he's, he's appeared, you know, in these other books as this kind of figure, this devil figure, this Mephistophelian figure leading, uh, you know, young cops into different forms of degradation and which is his natural element but to see him with a crush on Betty Davis mm-hmm. pursuing Betty Davis swooning and he, going he, down on Betty Davis and the tears in his eyes mm-hmm. when she returns his affection mm-hmm. and um and for him for this act of police brutality to be like a, a, a gesture of bouquet. Here's a and rose that I'm giving him. Yeah, he blows this poor anonymous Japanese fellow is on a in a payphone and he and he shoots him in the face four times and actually says aloud, "For Betty Davis." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we know because uh, she has made I don't if we want to make this clear she has yes. just made an offhand comment she's uh, really angry kill a Jap about for the whole me. Yes. kill a Jap for yeah, me. But we know she's so moved by the war. We know yes. that she doesn't mean that, don't we? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and he's we like, know. okay, I'm on a mission. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's kind of a sign. I mean, you know, of course, you know, these books. Well, when we were talking before about the kind of like moral ambiguity and the fact mm-hmm. that these are historical novels, mm-hmm. but everything, you know, like everyone's morals are murky and, you know, any kind of moral code almost always seems to be a matter of convenience or delusion or aesthetics. Absolutely. And that's what makes his view of history so L.A. You know, that's what makes Los Angeles like the perfect breeding ground for his fictions, mm-hmm. wherever they lead to, because, you know, that... Because of Hollywood, because y- of what what's real, what's not. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and the fact that everything is driven by a kind of commerce, whether it's actually reflected absolutely. in money or not. And, and, and you could look at all the characters. Dudley is a, is a Catholic who... Um, who saw terrible things in Ireland and and left Ireland? He hates the British, 
um, and therefore um, has no problem with the Germans. Right. Uh, he's not behind <laughs> yeah. the wall, and yet he's signing up. Right, right, right. Well, it's, it's yeah, I think we heard a couple times that the Ir- Irish lit bonfires to lead yeah. the British yeah. bombers to London. Right, right, right. The, the German but, bombers. And to me, what did I say? British bombers. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what I meant. No, but still. Yeah. And and uh, but you know, and I and I I got the feeling when it would come up that you can't go home again thing. If he goes to Ireland, he has to adopt an ideology again. You Maybe. Know. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's he, almost yeah. returning to a point in his life where well, he's he's, ev- he's evolved beyond that, hasn't he? Yeah. He's he's the commercial. He's into and commerce. He's into his own self. Because arts. the other yeah. prominent Catholic in the book is his biggest enemy. They're fighting each other. Right. Yes. Whiskey Bill. It's not. Yeah. yeah. They're beyond. They're beyond the things that they seem to. What did think you think of the of the detente that they forged with the Archbishop in this study? Like it's fantastic. An the off one, the books pact, and this religious right. thing is what's going to. They shake hands, and you believe. You everything. believe right. that they will follow this, and pact. it does, and yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. They right. do. I mean, I, there's I, one little t- tiny. Well, Bill has a couple exception. of moments where he thinks, "Oh, I'm I'm going around the pact here, but, right, I'm, not, but I'm not breaking it." The right, spirit right, of right. the pact is intact, and that's. And the view of religion that these characters have, that yeah. they both in their way consider themselves to be good Catholics yeah. because they oh. believe in a God who is calling them to greatness. Yeah, one mm-hmm. or the other you know? notices when the other one isn't in church. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he wasn't here this Sunday. I collect and right. disappear. <laughs> hilarious. And then Kay Lake makes it in there too. She right. sits in two, two rows behind and notices them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Claire embraces Catholicism. Uh-huh. It, it, it seems to be a completely aesthetic choice right. for Joan of Arc because it's it's, it's a haircut. It's, it's, yeah. gla- it's more glamorous than than the. the but l- she's such an actress, and this is, I think, why, why she admires Kay so much because Kay's you know, a good actress. Kay is yeah. a great actress because she has no convictions and because she will throw <sighs> right. herself. And, and, oh, yeah. I'll be this. I'll be this, <laughs> and, and and in the hope that I might find the thing by right. acting it. Yeah. It's beautiful. I might. Yeah. I might. Right. I'm, this might work for me. Right. It's like what I know is that I like to be admired. I like to have sex with brutal men. And um, everything else is kind of murky to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. <laughs> and I'm, and, and I'm being, being an informant for the police doesn't especially appeal to her. Being a, a, a communist doesn't especially appeal to her. But she tries them both on. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And well, finds, I, I, finds, finds thing, exciting things in well, both. Well, that's the thing. I felt like like all those things appealed oh, oh, to her. Oh, could this be the thing? Yes. And she, does, and she doesn't try them on it's, it's casually. The, it's I the mean, adventure. Yes. She when, when she's, yeah, yeah, she's a method actor. She has to commit. She, yeah. When she goes to pull out the, the you want to help me pull the wiretaps? Right. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And you see her in her <laughs> cashmere sweater and, and heels, you know, right. pulling, getting all grimy and dusty, going Fantastic. into the, be, right. behind the walls of the police department in City Hall. And well, and when, when, uh, when Betty Davis is ultimately spurned Dudley and he has run into the arms you've of, of all people, you've inconvenienced me. me, but he runs into the arms of Claire DeHaven. I did not see that coming. Yeah, and it just gets more and more beautiful <laughs> as it goes, but it's so it, sweet. It really is. And she's, uh, but she's, she's describing, you know, kind of her intellectual makeup and she has read Stanislavski and yeah. she's mm-hmm. pretty sure Kay Lake has as well. Exactly. Because yeah. she sees the evidence. The, Whether Kay Lake has or has not, she embodies that technique. Yeah. Which is cool. Right. And the idea at the beginning of the book that Dudley and um, Claire Haven end up together, it seems repulsive mm-hmm. right. somehow. Right. And yet at that point, it seems it does seem sweet. Yeah. It's how, this, how does he do that? 
How does he drag us into that place where I, that seems inevitable and needed? And well, that's the and that's the <laughs> like happy. Yeah. This is a happy. This book ends happy. It really does. Uh, uh, in defiance of all logic. No, it does. That well, that well, because you've left your logic behind. Because yeah. you're, the logic which suggests that we, you know, we have to stop bad things and we need good things gets left behind and it's all it's all relative yeah it's well, it's person's relationships the, with the the, persons. the the really horrendous things that are suggested which include um horrendous eugenic uh, oh my god the surgery, surgery stuff we just say glim- <gasps> glimpses of it's beautiful it's weird it's ugly it's it and, oh. it and it brings everything together it brings race and hollywood right. and, oh, and violence That's, together i mean i you know i feel Terry like this book Luxon. is like romantic and psychotic yeah. in equal measure yeah. like one is constantly snaking ahead of the other a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. but i think and and it comes you know i i think it it's like a side effect of his process, he's immersed in this period, yeah. but someone else does all his research. Mm-hmm. So he has all these timelines in front of him, and he is just blasting Beethoven and and riffing. He knows these characters, mm-hmm. and he's riffing on the themes of these times. So this eugenic scheme to protect the Japanese by people by giving them, them plastic tr- surgery to turn them Chinese is, is just... <laughs> It's even, so even though most characters say the white people can't tell the difference right. anyway, right. yes, and, and, and even they, experts are saying there's really not a, Chinese. Yeah. Chinese people are being killed in LA because they people think they're Japanese. Right. And Hideo is saying we are of the same race. We are ideolo- ideologically yeah. different. We're different right. nations. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, but also that that it doesn't work if you're right. Japanese. You can tell a, uh, a you know you right. could tell if someone's been surgically altered to look Chinese, and they right. don't. It does. They don't look Chinese. Right. Whatever. It's there's all these different layers to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a crackpot, crazy yeah. scheme <laughs> that uh, it just might work. It just uh, might work. Yeah, some very serious people. And and be, these are I, right to the top of the FBI. Right. Yes. Yes. Right? Well, I, th- oh, Herb Hoover that... is introduced, or oh. you know, an early Hoover. <gasps> oh, Hoover! So funny. And I don't. Have Fantastic. You, yes. Have you have you read his Hoover in the uh, Underworld USA no. trilogy? No. I can't wait to. Oh. I am so. Excited to read the rest of all of these. I read the Black Dolly. Okay, can I just say I said yes. this is, has a happy ending, right? Yes. It's very romantic. Blah blah blah. Can right. I just say how devastated I was with the introduction of Elizabeth Short? Oh yes, who oh. becomes, of course, the Black Dolly, a brutally murdered, unsolved murder. Right, and, and who's, a, who's a real person? Oh. You know, and and uh, but Elroy chooses to make her Dudley, Dudley Smith's uh, which is favorite daughter. illegitimate daughter initially the oh. most the most soap opera contrivance right right but somehow works yeah it just does and she is and she is everything you want her to be she's right. sweet right. she is smart she's Everybody, who is that beautiful girl? Yeah. She's innocent. Right, right, She right. helps this blind man by explaining everything. And she is Dudley's right. favorite. She is and, his favorite. And Betty Davis realizes why. And yeah. it's yeah. because, um, because she's illegitimate, um, it acknowledges the part of him that's illegitimate. And, and she can't look at him as... As as a as a disappointment, as right. as morally dubious, like his own children might if they knew what he did. Right, right. Um, and for that reason, 
She's she's the favorite. Yeah. yeah. And she also, I, I feel like, you know, I mean, what we see of uh, Bucky Bleachert and Lee Blanchard, I mean, clearly, you know, I mean, Lee is a very troubled guy and his relationship with Kay is very complicated. Mm-hmm. And Bucky, we mainly see through Hideo's eyes or, or through Kay's ogling, desperate, lustful eyes. Yeah. And but he's, you know, sort of an innocent figure, despite, you know, his 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 dubious decisions right. and betrayals. But. Like this, that girl is looming in his future. Her as yeah. a corpse is going to destroy this, Bucky. you yeah. know, Bucky, yeah. you know, this all American. But it seems like even even when when we glimpse Bucky through um, Dudley yeah. or through Parker, which is not very much, right. they seem to see him as this tall, handsome man yeah. and with this goofy smile right. that yeah. somehow makes him even more attractive. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And you can see uh they look at him as this perfect recruit and right. he, it's like he's ripe he's ripe for the kind of right things that that are going to happen the yeah. downfall the, yeah. the 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 heartbreak the all of it right 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 and you well, almost, you almost see um in scotty yes some of the bucky yeah. stuff as well yeah, yeah. scotty is kind of is kind of the bucky monkey in this one he is and you can see him setting up k yeah. to i mean even though she's already yes. obsessed with bucky yeah. her relationship with him is setting well and he he he's his heart is broken yes. he enlists and he's like I'm, i can't do this this is so fucked up well and that and that's what i, I mean he's, and why doesn't that happen more i know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's the point. There's a point where you that that it was surprising. Scotty is leaving this world, but then that reminds me of how deep into it I uh, am. Exactly, right. because this is this is a, this is not a real world. I've been world. dragged to uh, this morally an, ambiguous Another thing level. that that Jam- right. James Ellery was saying when he yeah. was speaking was how uh, what a fantastic, fun, rollicking trip it is mm. to be able to immerse yourself in this world, to be able to sleep with Betty Davis, yeah. to be able to murder all these people, to yeah. be able to, and nobody gets hurt, he said. Right. And and you can see he believes it. He's he's really, this guy is super captivating in person. Yeah. He said, uh, he was describing this as, as um, his most open-hearted work yeah. to date and someone was asking him what's you know what's made you so open-hearted mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he was talking about well he quit drinking uh-huh. he was talking about um prayer yeah yeah meditation right um a desire to write um more profoundly yeah and and he took a he said he took a critical look at his over to date and that's where it led him right right and 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 it is this book is it, I say human over and over again with all that entails, uh-huh. he really gets it. Yeah, yeah, and and I and you can feel him evenly distributed through the characters. Absolutely, all these mm-hmm. characters are him. It wouldn't mm-hmm. work yeah. if you couldn't um, somehow uh, empathize with all of them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because you know, because there, there's a there's a hustler showman in him that is Dudley Smith. There's the recovering alcoholic, you know, mm-hmm. wrestling with that every that is day. Whiskey Bill. Whiskey Bill. Mm-hmm. Boy, and that didn't that ring true? He's oh, like yeah. the thirst. Oh, okay, right. it's been five days. Yeah. Okay, if I can make it to Sunday. Right. Um, and that's what's great. The, the the first part of the book, especially, um, the time is really compressed. Right. And yeah. and and this is where um, the accumulation of the sleepless days right. you can really feel it impacting yeah. on the characters. Yeah. That, and you can feel their psychosis just coming on. Right, you right, can right. see. Um, uh, he coughed and popped three bennies. Oh, yeah. no. he popped well, three bennies. Smith is not sleeping. Drugs. He's on. Oh. 
<laughs> you oh my know, God. Or, or drunk or, or shuddering or from lack of drunk. drink. Oh. And, yeah. And, and the only time anyone sleeps are in the cots at, at, um, at, uh, at the pill up there. You can and tell they, because and, they got the white pills on And they're it. doing, yeah, and he's doing intense criminological, yeah. you know, like, like reverie research, yeah, in, in his, uh, er. his little spells. Right. And oh yeah, when he goes off into his fugue state right, or whatever. Right. And, you the, and what are we talking about, Dudley? Yes. And, yeah. the, and the opium den, which seems right. to yeah. just 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 throw it out into this yeah. the yeah. timeless zone. Right. You no, wonder. It, you wonder why what happens in to him at the end doesn't happen before. Uh, you know, somebody comes and attacks him when right, he's vulnerable yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Well, because <gasps> he's been through this whole thing. I feel like you know, even though he's in this vulnerable state, he's still Dudley Smith. But he's got it, by that point in the book that like the concept he's got something on everybody. At that yeah, point, right. the only person who's going to try anything on his life is someone who is just erratic yeah. Yeah. and not not making a power play right. but someone who was just emotional yeah and that's why it has to well, be and that's to be okay. i mean as much uh you know like immersed in the head spaces i mean the use of the third person intimate voice like the fact that yeah it's You're just in like their this, heads to, you, yeah it's but without, without we get like cinematic flashes of them though we you know like it, it'll italicize and go into interior mm-hmm. monologue it's brilliantly done mm-hmm. it really because is. it doesn't explain itself it doesn't say um you can read a whole paragraph of a chapter. And who am I with right now? But, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know, because because of the language that's used. Yeah. Um, because right. um, who they refer to? Um, like, you know, it, you know it's Hideo because like, he walked he walked down the street. Jap, jap, jap. Right. He yeah, heard yeah, behind yeah. him. Right, 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 right. Or even in like in what it suggests about their the mental language, like which particular racial invective they're you know strain they're right. using. Absolutely. You yeah. Know? And uh, oh god. But and I and the the K Lake Diaries. Oh, I mean, cool. just cast all those parts into such higher relief, and I I. I it just it it shocks me that he went there. I feel like it's Elroy and drag, <laughs> and we're like seeing. You He's know, definitely part of him got yeah. a, never a, seen before. a window into the female sensibility. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, but the, but she's an obsessed, driven, irrational. You know, she's the demon dog of like of Hollywood romance in her way. She's like you know, the, and and you can't help but love her. Yeah, oh. the same as in the Black Dahlia. You yeah. can't help but yeah. sympathize with her and love her. Right. Absolutely, for right. all of her. Well, and she's like all these men. I mean, like Elizabeth Short, you know, we'll, as we come to know her, you know, like in forensically in the Black Dahlia is this ultimate, you know, victim. And yeah. it's sad to see her, well, you know, before that point. Here. Well, before that point, but yeah. you see her the minute she meets Betty Davis. Betty Davis says, oh, she's going to go home and imitate my hairstyle. That tonight. scene is fantastic. And she is going and to spend the next months um, adapting to adapting my mannerisms and becoming me. And it's just like. You know that's going to happen. Also, and it's so sad. But also, yeah. Betty Davis uh, is is watching her. Yeah. Because she's thinking about. Yeah. She's thinking about her next role. She's right. thinking about. Uh huh. Right. I'm I'm thinking about where did Betty Davis go after this? Was it now Voyager? Is 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 mm. Elizabeth Short the kind of the mousy version? Is she the more? I don't know. Right. Oh, right, that's right. a great question. I want to go look at the dates yeah. of this now. And um and I and, and she's seeing. And Betty Davis has so much self that there's no room for anyone else. No, right. and she's, she's seeing telling. someone with no self, Absolutely. you know, or so, and she can project onto that so beautifully. Yeah, yeah. and 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 that the, the understanding of her character, because it, in a way, it's a caricature of Betty Davis, the, uh-huh. uh, based on a, an idea that we all right. might have of her. Right. But w- but within that, there's some real sympathy for that arrogance. Yeah. That the arrogance of that film star who needs everybody to look at them. The right. minute they go into the, the restaurant, right. she's up getting donations for but the. But she's also doing good. Th- yeah, she's doing good things. Yeah. And, uh, it's. 
Well, and and there's something you know, like in in the previous LA books, of course, in that world, in that time, you know, these these cop worlds and these crime worlds and the movie worlds are going to overlap, and it's this industry city, and I, you know, and I feel like in his previous books, like these glimpses of the Hollywood world, it's always like these, you know, like desperate driven, you know, cops or criminals who are kind of operating in the shadow of that world. So mm-hmm. we meet movie stars here and there. Right. But, but we don't get this. We Yeah, we don't big. really mm-hmm. get into that world. To, like, we don't see, like, they're, they're these godlike figures. I wonder if it's wretches. because the movies that have been made of his things, he, now he has more experience with that. Perhaps, yeah, And, yeah. and so he can, he can more readily adopt that persona. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. In a realistic way, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, you know, and but I, I love. I mean, we're already setting up um, the uh, the uh, the prostitutes uh, who, who look like who movie look like stars. movie stars. Oh yeah. my yeah. god, we're gonna yeah. cut them to look like movie stars, and it's just like, oh Jesus, it's Veronica gonna happen. Right. Right. Oh, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so you know, so that like these uh, you know examinations of all these demented things happening in the shadow of. Of this, you know, this religious construct that yeah. is show business. But, um, yeah. I did want to say something. So, uh, when Mark and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, how um, the main mystery mm-hmm. of this book, who murdered these people? Yes. The and why knows. did it happen? Yeah. And, and everything around that. It The whole book's conceit is that we're pursuing this. And everyone's uh, obsessed with it in a different way. Right. For or not, you know, they don't want to know. Yeah. Um, is it Whiskey Bill who wants to <laughs> rescue the koi? That's uh-huh. his like biggest motivation <laughs> um, in Larkin's house. Just like a drunk. It's so <laughs> cute. It's adorbs. Putting in the pond. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but they all survive. By uh-huh. the end, yeah. I know. The koi survived. That's spoiler. Aren't we happy? Okay. No. I, I, as a, as if. Right. Um, the, the when the truth finally comes to light. You don't care anymore. It is so yeah. not actually what the book is about. Right. And one of the things Elroy said was he characterized this and all of his books as revealing the secret human infrastructure of large public events. Yeah. So the murder of the Watanabes is just his entree. Right. And it's the human infrastructure, the secret human infrastructure yeah. that he's interested in revealing. And it, it only came to me quite late that – the murder is a MacGuffin. It's just not actually, right, right, you right. know, the, the the glass and the shrimp and the off ramps and the farms and the right. whatever. It's right. it's interesting, right. totally right. interesting, Absolutely. very right. intriguing. Absolutely. When when Hideo goes, something's missing, something's missing. Scabbards. It's like, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and yet. Not what I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost like that, like that, that uh, you know, detective faculty is just an aspect of this fascinating character. Right. That's the line of work that these people are in. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's going to, but uh, I mean, in a way, like Pearl Harbor is a MacGuffin you know, know. to get us into I this know. time and these characters. And these are historical novels, but I, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, his voice is so strong. Elroy's voice is so ferocious and so strong. I always feel like it, it's he's just coal training this stuff. It's huh. just him riffing mm-hmm. on these events. Absolutely, you know, and uh, and so it's, you know, I, it's not the event; it's the humans. Yeah, and it's it's um and the idea. I mean, everything's you know, our culture is so 
fragmented and like endlessly fractalizing now and constantly commenting on itself and deconstructing huh. itself. Yeah. It's almost like you have to look, you know, like far enough into the past where you could have an historical event that sweeps through everyone's unconscious. Everyone's going to have their own like damage and their own reaction to this historical mm-hmm. event. Right. But the idea of all of us laboring in the shadow of one thing that just happened. Uh, well, then the it's, brilliant thing is yeah. that um, the the way that we learn history growing up and the way we think about history growing up yeah. is, um, and I mean, you, I didn't grow up in America, but the impact of Pearl Harbor on the Americans, uh-huh. um, it, it very much isn't the impact that it has on all these characters in the book. Uh-huh. They're all thinking about so many different things. Which right. is how it works. I mean, you describe this as a historical novel. I would mm. never do that, but it's totally true. Uh-huh. You know, for me, it's 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 crime drama. It's uh, right, right. But it really does. It gets, and that's what great historical fiction does. But yeah. it's yeah, it, it's, it's not the history it's, that's the thing. It's, it's true. It's true. It gets to the point where I mean, I think with certain. Um, writers of historical fiction you you want to ask them a question how much research do you do what's right. true what's not right. with al ray it gets beyond that it's yeah. somewhere else well it, it's like it's like the the dream life of history it's like completely and it's all of those room especially with the hollywood stuff yeah all the the rumors and dreams that you have like the, the clark gable playing oh, in, with, yes, like, with salvador dali's leopard yeah and uh that yeah. just seems so true <laughs> that just that is clark gable right um you right. know and, and and it doesn't even matter yeah. at what point yeah. someone that he would yeah, never have been. Which it, is why, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. It steps wh- way beyond yeah. that. Well, He's, to, well to, like, to look at, at a historical moment through the eyes, like all the characters are in their own way irrational, obsessed, driven. They're unmoored from consensus reality in some mm-hmm. way because of some very private thing that's right. driving them. Right. So you don't you don't get this third person objective view of No, Hideo needs to avenge these people kind of. Yeah. Uh kind of not. He needs to see Bucky Bleachert naked. Absolutely. You know, uh, like, that's actually <laughs> That's like that's even, his soul, you know. Even the um, at the beginning uh, Whiskey Bill has this analysis of the war and uh-huh. he's and he seems like he's way ahead. Right. Um when he says um it's not about the war. It's about what happens afterwards. It's right. about it's All about the Reds yeah. against uh, against us. Afterwards, right. but, these farms. but but yeah. we realize that even off-ramps. even that even that is be, is not the point. Even right. that is it be not you know he's not way ahead of anybody there right. with that. Even though from our perspective, that's a really perceptive read sure. on the war. Yeah, not yeah. that he's not running around panicking that the Japanese might bomb LA, but that right. he's he's way ahead. But because it's all going to happen and yeah. it's going to they were all what I liked was how they were they all had this perspective that war is coming war is coming to the US war is, the Japs are they're amassing in the Philippines the Philippines is where they're going to go uh, everyone had this idea already right. which is kind of not I mean we weren't around when Pearl Harbor right. was bombed so right. um, uh, it's it's that kind of perspective is totally interesting to me yeah and irrelevant right and you know I love the um the excitement generated by the war. Uh-huh. The, yes. the I think that's all really, the bunting uh-huh. that comes up, all the new storefronts, the, all the, right, the people, right. the, the, the people Big enlisting, party. the parties. <laughs> um, it's not people walking around morosely. So this is a terrible thing, right? No, 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 war no. doesn't happen like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like well, we well, you know, well, it didn't used to happen like that. I, now I had an experience that I actually I'm surprised I didn't remember this in relation to this book in the process of reading it. But 
my Pearl Harbor experience, um, mm. and this is not an astral projection past life story. Were you, you were a twinkle in your I was just a eye. twinkle, not even. I was like a, right. just a mere a follicle of something in his um, testes. Um, but uh, no, I was in a movie theater. I don't know what I was seeing. It was in the 90s, and a trailer came on for Pearl Harbor, the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I eventually saw some of this movie, and, you know, it's rubbish. But the trailer, I don't know what mood I was in in that moment, but it swept me away, and I felt this great lacrimose, like sorrow and Aww. sense of being bereft that my generation didn't have a thing no. that's a like thing. a purpose yeah. that that drew everyone together and that made like all, every life part of a master narrative mm-hmm. and and then as soon as it was over i wanted to take a shower because i felt like i'd been profoundly manipulated into patriot and, patriotic yeah frenzy right yeah. and then 9-11 happened like um a year later and and looking back you know again not to god forbid we should go into a conspiracy theory when discuss discussing uh perfidia but I like I, I I just look back on um, all the World War II films that were coming out in the '90s, and how they were kind of like reframing the war experience, like on a social programming level. Because up till that uh-huh. point, what, what war was Vietnam? There, well, war, the Second World War has always been an easier sell in the West because there's a perceived it feels moral like, yeah, it's morally very black and white. And and, and, so also, and also yeah, yeah. you can you can you can say. We were the good guys, and we won. Right. And it, and you can sweep all the the morally ambiguous stuff under the right, carpet, right, right. The which you can't do subsequently. Illusion. Nobody right, talked yeah, about the yeah. rape of Nanking. Right. Nobody, you know. Now, uh-huh. even nine eleven, right. people say, well, you know, Western excess religious yeah, religious fanaticism, religious fanaticism across the globe. Right. You know. Yeah. We've got it too, and right. and and so it's. Nothing is is ever going to be Al- that Al- black. Alroy Al- knows that that frequently um, that kind of fanaticism is a facade for opportunism, yeah, mm-hmm. and for money makers and power grabbers, right. and uh, right. and that's and that feels perceptive to me. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah, and I and I feel like part of his project, you know, because we, I mean, we we get J Edgar Hoover, we get we get you know young sleazy Jack Kennedy you know we, oh, we get brilliant we get so brilliant. and Joe yeah. too right yes I mean, yeah. and, and what's great about Joe Kennedy is, is it, has anyone <coughs> ever said a good word about Joe Kennedy I know no and, and, and even Alroy can't can't make him I don't think he right. I don't think he did anything to deserve a good word no but, no but well he was a great power broker and yeah. he you know he'd like uh, I, I love Jack you yeah. know he's just so if only he had gotten a hold of Hitler earlier uh-huh. you know we right. could have been on the side of the Germans in that war. Right. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <clears throat> but the uh, but I, I like that uh, that these historical personages kind of like slew us through this thing. Yeah. And so we're getting these great moments in history, but it's from the point of view of the people who had to break the legs. That's what that's what the, this, the human infrastructure. That's yeah. And that's why we care. Yeah. Yeah. None of these people, despite e- even the the real characters who actually had some like some William Parker couldn't be Jack Kennedy right for all for all of his uh yeah you know yeah um successful career right um 
he he couldn't be Jack Kennedy. Right, yeah. Jack Kennedy just kind of stumbled into being Jack Kennedy, and what, you see glimpses of his of his conscience emerging for, in between his right. uh, you know various yeah and sexual the weird encounters thing with and... Gloria Swanson. And the, <laughs> oh, and... I had to fuck her up back by I the love, pool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and got a sunburn. <laughs> yes, and uh, <clears throat> yes, and and uh, um, and I, I guess notoriously. Um, uh, not well hung, um, and, uh, and hung like a, a cashew. Like a cashew, I yes. Was the uh, um, I love all how all these scurrilous rumors come they in. They cohere. Yes, yes, you're going to so get the sleaziest yeah. version of because <laughs> this is this guy's dream life, right. and when he contemplates these figures. But uh, in American tabloid, they um, all the women that he's with, uh, Kennedy, they call him um, Bad Back Jack. Mm. Because he, uh, bad back. well, because he's a premature ejaculator, and he would oh. always blame it on all done. <laughs> Had uh, I didn't know that back. was the rumor or truth, yeah, right? That's what they say. Yeah. Um. But uh. Anyway. Um. Well, I I, I think we've we've all loved this book mm-hmm. to pieces. I think. The, uh. Is there is there anything else you want to address that we haven't? Um... I want I want Mark to tell the joke that he opened his. Um, his talk at Powell's with last oh, weekend. Oh, yes. Okay. James Elroy at Powell's. He came onto the stage. He didn't introduce himself. He didn't say anything. Applause just died down. And he just said, and I'm not going to try an accent. Oh, try do it. It was so great when you did it before. He just said, <clears throat> a lion is fucking a zebra. The zebra looks back. Oh. It's, it makes it really funny. Okay. <clears throat> A lion is fucking a zebra from behind. The zebra turns around and says, "Here comes a, here comes my husband. Pretend you're trying to kill me." <laughs> a lion. You do it again. Do the voice because li- it's funny. A, li- <laughs> a lion. A lion. A lion. A lion. A lion. Fucking a zebra. Keep all this in. Yeah. A lion. It's fucking a zebra. (laughs) (laughs) Another zebra. A lion. From behind. From behind. The zebra zebra sees her husband. Sees another zebra approaching. Her husband. She's like, just pretend you're killing me because it's my husband. It's really good. It's a good joke. And uh, and, and well told. Especially well told. especially in Portland, Oregon, because uh-huh. it, it, it was a nice way to turn up and say, uh, you know, I might say words that you might not uh-huh. like to hear, even though you really like to hear them. Right. And uh, I'm uh-huh. James Elroy. I'm James Elroy, and I'm from Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. He said about L.A. <laughs> Someone was asking about, you know, why L.A.? It seems to be the perfect oh. setting for all this. And he goes, I'm... I grew up there. Yeah. I'm LA from way back. LA, LA, LA is where I go when yeah. when, when my wives divorce me. Yeah, I live there now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I sit in the dark and I brood about women. Um, yeah, that's a, from the Hilliker curse. Yes. Aw. Um, yes. So uh, a lion. A lion. <laughs> you want to give it another whirl? No. no. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> Okay, so our, and uh, we want everyone to read this book, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And read, then read, read all this book. Here's, all a, here's the thing: it's yes. super long. You get about a third in it. You're like, I'm never going to finish this book because it doesn't. Y- y- I don't know. Y- you don't want to. 
be precious about every word you're reading. There's too much. That's what's kind of cool about it. But it's also, it's just kind of like, oh, it starts to feel like this slog, but then things speed up. Yeah. And I couldn't put it down the last, the last half of the book. Right. right. And, and so persevere. Yes. And I, um, and I always find with him and I, and a, a lot of people that I really like, but him especially, um, when I'm in a morass of, of names and plot convolutions, I, uh, I start, I start reading it aloud. And uh, and and I feel huh. he's one of the most musical writers. Ah, I interesting. Really, I, I really, try that. Yeah, I feel like this. It's, I I really notice it with this book uh-huh. more than other books of his that there is a there was a beauty in that sentence structure. Yeah. When we talk about great imagery, yeah, um, he does it, but he almost does it backwards by uh-huh. by by trying. You know, he's not trying to give you poetry, and yet he's giving you poetry. Yeah. He's just giving you. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like it's someone who's has made it his life's work to sit in the dark and dream hard, mm-hmm. and he's like his prose. It's like photographs. Yeah. It's like it's photograph. It's collage. It's what it's what Dudley Smith. Has Absolutely, it's collage. Vehicle. That's a, that's a, that's a good word. He gets up really early. He goes to bed at eight o'clock. Gets up at he said two thirty three in the morning because uh-huh. he wants to get the drop on the world. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. It's so great. Right? It's like he's lying. It's like he's away. sneaking up behind us. Yeah, yeah. Like a lion, <laughs> right? Uh huh. Coming, fucking us from behind. It was uh-huh. such a good try, honey. Uh huh. I mean, it was really actually it was a terrible try. But you I know, appreciate that. I'm going to cut all the pieces together. And Le- it's gonna, leave it's it like sound that. Perfect. It sounds okay. great. All right. I'm happy with that. Okay, right on. I am too. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Um, <laughs> okay, it, is, uh, it has been our great pleasure to, uh, to examine the work of, uh, of Mr. Elroy, and his new novel is Perfidia, and uh, it gets a glowing seven-star endorsement from, uh, from Book Circle Online. And, um, out of how many? Out of, uh, out of two. Seven stars out of two. Um, and uh, so uh, get out there and read it and read all of his books. And it's a perfect place to start, actually. Right, Even though it's this beginning. is his, like his 19th book, but chronologically. And his first. style is excellent. Uh, yes. He's honed it. So yeah. you're actually better off. Right, indeed. So, and I'm interested, I'm interested to actually to read The Black Dahlia. Me too. Again, after and this. Because I, it's, it's stylistically, it's so different. Yeah, and it's, it's so like going, of, stepping into like the romantic swoon. It's so full of, of a backstory. Yeah. And I, and I think more, um, it would be like the K Lake parts, you know, bleeding into uh-huh. a whole book. You yeah, know, absolutely. Like yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's more the style. Yeah. Right. What yeah. I remember from the Black Dahlia is you yeah. get, you get Bucky, you get his dad, you get, you get the whole right, thing right, of his right. childhood, yeah. his school, his, his early boxing career. His... And him mentioning turning in his friend Hideo. He like, mentions that in Black Dahlia? There's one sentence. Oh this character grew I can't wait to reread it. out of one One of my sentence. favorite moments in yeah. this book is when Bucky is sit, being sat down uh-huh. and you thinking, is he going to sell out his friend? And he yeah. just does it like yeah. that. Immediately. Right? Immediately. He's without a, even hesitating. He's another I opportunist. Love that yeah. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. And then, you know, because he hasn't had... He, his great obsession is not called out to him yet. No, and it's and it seems like he's naively doing it. Maybe I don't know. Uh-huh. And he's Hideo's greatest obsession. I mean, yeah. it's just right. Obsession, <sighs> obsession. His great theme, obsession. They really want to find meaning. They're they're really really thinking. Right. Yeah. 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 You know. And yes, history is a side effect of millions of people doing things that they just can't help doing their own stuff. <laughs> yeah. It All doesn't necessarily right. happen to people as much as people. Uh-huh. Happened to it? Yeah, I don't know. Right. 
Um, lovely. We could go on for days. Seriously, this yeah. is really yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this has been Book Circle Online. I have been and will continue to be, uh, for the most part, Jason Squamata. I am here with... To the best of my knowledge, I will continue to be Pat Janowski. And? A lion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm Mark Savage. (laughs) (laughs) A lion indeed. And uh, you can can find us on iTunes if you want. You can leave some comments. You can pick us up on a shortwave radio that you hide in an attic above your If you did, and we'll give you um, news of the coming invasion. And President Rosenfeld. Yes, and uh, uh, President Franklin Double Cross Rosenfeld (laughs) will not stand in the way of book circles online. I have something to plug. Yes. Oh, yes! Fantastic! I finally have something to plug. (laughs) Pat Janowski has something to plug. Yes, my band, Bergeret. Ah, um, We have a a record that's just come out on Voodoo Donut Recordings. How does someone get it? New label. How does someone get it? You go to VoodooDonutRecordings.com. On the interwebs. Okay, yes. And um, we are the Scuzz Rock split because we're singing fabulous French songs in, in uh, about sex and drinking. Yes. Uh, with the word donut inserted into them. Oh. Um, interspurts with these really hard punk garage scuzzy man bands. Nice. So nice. it's nice. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. All right. So, yes, everyone. Go get so is what's this? The, it's a record. And what's the record called? It's called the Suz, Scuzz Rock Special. The Scuzz Rock Special on like Voodoo Donuts. Voodoo Donut Recordings. Yeah. Voodoo Donut Recordings, featuring Bergeret. Yeah. Um, well, uh, if you want to make friends with us, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, right. All I ask is you send me a little message. Send Pat a little message. Because I'm getting requests all the time. Right. I don't know these people. Okay, dirty men. So just, just say, hey, to, right? hey, hey, I heard you on Book Circle Online. Uh-huh. Friend me. Yeah. I certainly will. Friend it, we all. Okay, in the meantime. That's how I met you. Right? And look, and now. Uh, Get in of, line. One of the great love stories of <gasps> our time. Aww. It's revealed. For real. Um. It's uh, it's been a pleasure having you here. Read Perfidia. Read all of James Elroy's books. Read more books in general. We all should. We all will. Keep it bookish. Keep it circular. Keep reading alive. This has been Book Circle Online. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.